0: Welcome to The Real DeFi Podcast, the only crypto podcast that is totally focused on DeFi, bringing you the latest DeFi news, trends, and tips in a 10-minute or less, easy-to-listen-to format. And now for your host, Crypto Dan. Episode 7, All About Ethereum. All right, DeFi nerds, Ethereum is finally over $1,000, starting to catch up to Bitcoin. So, to celebrate, we're going to dedicate this episode to Ethereum. What is Ether? Is it mined? What is ERC-20? How about ERC-721? What is gas and how is its price calculated? What is wrapped Ether? What are dApps? How about Ethereum 2.0? Keep on listening and find out. Before we get started, we've got a new Telegram group for you. So please join so you can get more information about the podcast, ask questions, make suggestions, anything go. You can join at t.me slash DeFi podcast. That's one word, t.me slash DeFi podcast. And I'm also going to put a link in the show notes. With this in mind, let's hit it. Timestamp, Tuesday, January 5th, 5 p.m. UST, and the market is very bullish again. Bitcoin is up 5, up 5.4% at 32.5. Ethereum is up 7% at $1,072. And unlike some... Uh, Hikes that we've seen before, DeFi is also moving very very nicely. Leading the pact is Synthetics Network token up 30% today, completing a 61% hike this week. And the other ones are also doing very well. Uniswap up 24% and Reserve Rights token up 21%. So let's start by talking about Ethereum versus Ether. Ethereum is a system a network. Some call it the world's largest computer. Ether is the native token of the Ethereum system and its ticker is ETH. Ether is used for a lot of things in the Ethereum network and is also the incentives for miners to secure the system and mine the transactions. Ethereum is a proof-of-work system, just like Bitcoin, but it has many improvements over Bitcoin, most notably is that it can run smart contracts and can be expanded to include any kinds of tokens with the ERC-20 standards and even NFTs that we'll discuss a bit later. While Bitcoin blocks are signed every 10 minutes, Ethereum blocks are signed much faster, currently about every 13 seconds. This gives Ethereum much more scalability than Bitcoin and also allows transactions to execute faster. Although as we'll see, the scalability is not enough. Ethereum, like I said, is a proof of work protocol. It means that in order to sign a block, a miner has to figure out a really complex mathematical calculation. This calculation is mathematically intensive and is hard to repeat. So that there is a lot of effort invested in signing a block which ensures the security of the network. Whichever miner is able to sign the block first receives the block rewards. And they are composed of two things. One is ETH tokens. So there is an inflationary uh, nature to the Ethereum network, just like Bitcoin. Currently, a miner receives two ETH for signing the block. And second, they receive the gas fees for the transactions that uh, the people who sign the transactions assigned to them. Gas is a small fraction of ETH token. And every person who signs a transaction has to specify the gas price they're willing to pay. The amount of gas that they would have to pay depends on the complexity of the transaction. So for example, moving one ETH from one account to another requires little gas. Moving a near tokens requires a little more. Executing a complex smart contract transaction would require much more gas depending on how the complex the transaction is. So the miners are rewarded according to how much work they do. What about gas price? Gas price is measured in Wei, GWEI, which is a nano ether, a really small part of ether the miners would choose the transactions that have the highest gas price in order to make the most money on the block. So basically gas price is supply and demand. In currently in times of low demand, gas price can be around 20, 25, 30 Guay. In high demand, like we saw today with the Ethereum bull run, gas prices went up to 700 Guay. This kind of price is real detrimental for Ethereum and makes transactions really expensive, which is one of the main reasons for ETH 2.0. ERC20 is a standard for token on the Ethereum network. It allows tokens to be easily created and specify a set of methods that can be performed on a token, for example, to transfer ownership or to check the balance of an address. The ERC20 standard allows all tokens to be treated in the same way, so that a wallet doesn't have to be familiar with any tokens, but it also allows differences between the tokens and specific code to be executed when certain methods are needed. So for example, if you want to transfer a token from one address to another, you always call the same method, but the token can also execute a smart contract to make sure if the token is transferable and not locked. Perhaps surprisingly, Ether is not an ERC-20 token. And that's where WETH or wrapped Ether comes in. Wrapped Ether is an ERC-20 token that is equivalent in value to one Ether. So in order to make life easier for smart contracts, you can wrap uh, an Ether and make it an ERC-20 token so that it can be used like any other token on Ethereum. A newer standard is ERC721 that allows NFTs, or non-fungible tokens, to be created on Ethereum. Unlike ERC20 tokens, where every token is equivalent to another one, so one, one Tether token is exactly the same like another Tether token, ERC721 allows you to define tokens that are different from one another's. So it's great for games, for collectible, and a lot of other applications. Dapps are distributed apps or apps on Ethereum. Dapps usually have a web interface, although it doesn't have to be this way, and they execute smart contracts on Ethereum or other networks. According to the stateofthedapps.com website, there are currently over 3000 dapps only on the Ethereum network. One of the most useful one is Uniswap that we discussed before. Uniswap is a distributed app on the Ethereum networks. It gives a beautiful and easy-to-use UI and executes smart contracts to exchange tokens and provide liquidity. Due to the massive growth of the Ethereum network, there is currently more demand than the network can provide. This creates a big backlog of transactions that are waiting to execute and increases gas prices. Sometimes you have to pay even hundreds of dollars if you want a complex transaction to be executed quickly. ETH2.0 would be much more scalable, run cheaply, and instead of using proof of work, would use proof of stake, which is much less energy intensive and much greener for the environment. We'll dedicate a future episode to ETH2.0. And we're done for today. I hope you found this useful. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Feel free to ask more questions on our Telegram group and support us by telling your friends and helping to spread the word on social media. Please remember there are significant risks involved with DeFi and obviously this is not a financial advice. Thank you for listening to The Real DeFi Podcast. Please subscribe and visit our show notes for more information. Please note that nothing said on this podcast constitutes a financial advice. Please consult your financial advisor before making any trades. All content provided on this podcast is for your general information only. We make no warranties of any kind in relation to our content and services, including but not limited to accuracy, security, and updateness. No part of the content and services we provide constitutes financial advice, legal advice, or any other form of advice meant for your specific reliance for, for any purpose, nor for any dealings, insecurities for which license is required. Any use or reliance on our content and services is solely at your own risk and discretion. You should conduct your own research, review, analysis, and verification of our content and services before relying on or using them. Trading is a highly risky activity that can lead to major losses. Please, therefore, consult your financial advisor before making any decision. No content on our site is meant to be a solicitation or offer.